0: Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and I'm very happy to be back here with you today. Today's discussion is, I think, absolutely fascinating. When I became a therapist, I wanted to help people with their problems. And I understood that to be talking about thoughts and feelings, which it is. But through my own experiences as a client and through professional trainings I've attended, I've learned that therapy can go so much deeper than just talking about thoughts and feelings. And the deepest work, which is really... Connected with the body and the soul is where the real shifts happen. I have a guest today who does just that kind of work with her clients. Margot Borden is a psychotherapist and coach based in Mumbai, India, Paris, France, and Scottsdale, Arizona. And she has been a therapist for over 30 years. And she's going to talk to us today about her integral psychotherapy approach, which really addresses mind, body, and spirit. I am familiar with the concept of integrative mental health, and you've heard us talk about that a lot here on Therapy Chat with many guests recently. But Margot explains how integral psychotherapy is even deeper than that. So, Let's just go ahead and listen to my interview with Margo Borden. Enjoy. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I have a special guest all the way from India. My guest today is Margo Borden. Margo, thank you so much for being on Therapy Chat today.
1: Well, thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. So can you just start off with talking for our audience about yourself and let us just know a little bit more about you?
1: Yeah. So I was, I was born in California and in, in a time when it was, you know, sort of a lot of people were doing personal exploration and there were encounter groups and uh, we were all, you know, even as kids attending things and learning about our emotions and it was just uh, really fabulous. So I think that kind of uh, seeped in. And the quest for self-awareness probably began there, and um, and and then as I went through went through life, I, I started to I I felt very drawn to the field of psychology, and uh, but also I had a strong spiritual bent in, inside of me, and so I think in the end, if we look back, that's uh, both of them are they all came together into one one approach and, and my, my whole career, 31 years, uh, LinkedIn just told me, (laughs) (laughs) I got got one of those congratulatory messages. I'm like, what anniversary? (laughs) Okay. 31 years uh, as as a psychotherapist. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, and my approach is psycho-spiritual, I like to call it, or integral. So addressing, body, mind, soul, and spirit, so the whole being, not just, um, not just our behavior, not just our attitudes, uh, not, not just our goals, but the whole self, so it's, you could call it almost soul-centered psychology, so, as opposed to ego-centered.
0: That's fascinating, and I definitely would like to ask you more about that, so can you kind of tell us more about the work you've done over those 31 years, and what you're doing mm-hmm. now?
1: Yeah. So I started out, uh, tra- I trained in breath work and, and it was just fabulous because the breath really opens uh, the doorways of consciousness and helps us to access parts of ourself that we don't have access to in normal waking states of awareness. And those are the very places at which the roots of our issues can can often lie. So deep down in the subconscious. And um, so it was. it was a period of exploration and deep uncovering both in my own personal work and then as I later on starting to accompany clients but then uh, it was it's a very alternative technique and I felt drawn to develop something where I could work with mainstream you know everyone not just uh, people who were uh, sort of new age or you know already deeply into like psycho-spiritual development so I went ahead and studied humanistic psychology and quite a few other techniques that you'll recognize along the way and until it yeah and then it developed into one cohesive whole which is kind of you could say holding a a person-centered space which is really that means holding a space of of gentleness and understanding and deep listening and non-judgment and warmth and encouragement Um, but then from that space, using lots of techniques to uh, uncover deep deep uncovering, looking at the mind, looking at the psyche, looking at the emotions, and then also um, delving into the soul and the mysteries and the truths that are hidden sometimes behind our egos, which can become uh, come to the forefront, they can become rigid um, and we can become identified with them and and have a kind of a dissonance as we lose touch with the deeper soul, so it's um, it's really all about coming home to the soul
0: beautiful so i don't know if you can explain this in a podcast interview, but i mean how can how can you do that kind of deep work like how does that how do you get there to being Working with the person on a soul level, does it take a long time? You know, what does that look like in therapy?
1: Okay, um, I actually pretty much once the client has expressed their needs, their concerns, and then I when I kind of like to suss out their personality style and their strengths and possible fragile areas, I'll just kind of start bringing up little. Um, invitations, you know, like how does it feel, and this kind of, and it just, it's almost like you could, uh, I feel sometimes like a trail guide, okay? mm-hmm. walking people down and into their own psyches, So, because I like to, um, de- when as you go down deep, you can get to the root of the matter and not stay in the storyline, and he said, she said, and other things that we really can't do much about, and then, of course, the mind, which is... You know, I rarely the cause. It's usually affected by or or um, colored by something going on much deeper inside. So I like to just get to the root, identify the root, and teach the um, teach the person to to navigate in a in a deeper way. Yeah. Wow. Yes, you know, so building a new roadmap, building deeper self knowledge, so that also they become autonomous. It's it's fabulous. Really, just uh, love it. Pa- totally passionate.
0: Yes, I imagine that your clients love it too. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, thanks. Yeah.
0: So you've talked about this a little bit already, but you you combine Eastern approaches with Western psychology in your work. Can you talk more about that and how that how that comes together?
1: Sure. So the, the West is. Let's take a, just a moment to look at uh, a deep historical sort of shift in the West that distinguishes the West from the East. And that is that many, many years ago, let's say in, in various phases, the West began to divide the science of mysticism into five distinct disciplines philosophy, psychology, religion, science, and mysticism. And so psychology became a science and philosophy became of the mind and the intellect. Uh, and if we look back into early, early philosophers, they're mystical. And then we come to the later philosophers in the age of enlightenment and, and it's, it's, it's an intellectual exercise. And so the weakness is that we kind of lost the thread, because for, for me, the mystical view or the spiritual view is what brings cohesiveness to the whole. So, for example, when we separate mysticism or spirituality from science, we develop a science in which we can, you know, build things that, that can destroy our, our planet or our civilizations. And a mystical science would never be able to do that. Because it, it keeps everything in check, and there's like a, a a congruence that can't that can't be disrespected. So that's the downside. And the positive side is we developed a very pragmatic approach to life, and we can see, you know, how clean and organized uh, American cities and European cities are. And and, and how our approaches to psychology are, are very pragmatic. We've developed medicines for people who, who really need them. And um, I mean, it's, it's really, it's changed a lot of people's lives and helped a lot of people. But whereas in the East, that tradition is unbroken. It's been going for thousands and thousands of years. And so it's one cohesive whole. Psychology, philosophy, religion, science, and mysticism. And dare I say medicine, the traditional Indian medicine as well. So it's all one. And that means that, again, everything is sort of held into one worldview that's, um, that's whole. It's not fragmented. And so what, what happens when we take the Western pragmatism and the Eastern mystical worldview and we build one? Okay, we build one approach and so we can start, and Ken Wilberts uses the expression that we can start to address body, mind, soul, spirit, nature, and society. Okay, so uh, an approach to psychology that just addresses the mind is going to look very different than the one I just described. You can't fragment and when you can't fragment, you build wholeness in people's psyches, and then in our societies. So, do you have any... Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty deep stuff, yeah.
0: Well, you actually explained it so clearly, just I never thought about, and I didn't know the history, about how in the Western world, those, you know, philosophy, psychology, like you mentioned, are all separate. And Mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. But I like what you said about how if spirituality was part of it, we couldn't create practices that destroy the earth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because it's all one whole and we act as, you know, because in, in a spiritual worldview, we're all one and all life is one. And therefore we act in respect of that and, and not as individuals, you know, just um, disregarding the cohesive whole. Yeah. So ironically, in, in our practices today, the West, with its, I, I want to say, I call it reductionistic or um, worldview in, in respect to psychology, has come so much searching east. We see, you know, uh, everyone is doing yoga and doing meditation and mindfulness has become just an everyday uh, practice in psychology and in even in like cardiology clinics and things like that. And, um, and Eastern philosophy is now even integrated into business and, 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 and so, so many new movements and things. And then the East, the practice is Western. You go to the doctor and it's Western medicine. You go to the psychologist and it's Western behaviorism. And it's, not, it's like interesting how we've you know, reached out for the opposite of what we had. And So it's like, why can't we create a cohesive whole you know, that, that addresses the whole self and, and the full potential, the full human potential rather than just bits? So I'm, I think we're talking about free, defragmenting. You know a, a really cohesive universal vision of who we are, who we can be, and how to get there.
0: Mm. that makes me think of you know integration in terms of like integrating all the parts of ourselves, you yes. know <laughs>
1: that's right that's right and so and that can't that's not done just through counseling, so the techniques I use are psycho spiritual like the breathwork past life regression mindfulness the techniques are in a way using the mind but beyond a lot, uh, sometimes we have to go beyond the mind into the deeper parts of the psyche to find our wholeness
0: yeah i i've realized that and you know this isn't news to a lot of people but there are so many things in therapy that can't be expressed in words. And you have to get, you have to go deeper, you have to go into the body to access, you know, That's right. with breath or with movement or whatever it is.
1: And even certain people I find, and you've probably found, uh, maybe can't express something in words. And so you ask them to write to make a collage at first until the words Start liberating themselves and being able to flow. We have to be creative and help people. It has to be expressed in order to be integrated in many cases.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you have a book about this subject, and I would love for you to talk about your book because, in my opinion, right now I'm dying to find out how you do what you do and wanting to incorporate <laughs> that more into my own work, and I'm sure other people are thinking the same thing who will be listening.
1: Okay. Yeah, so my new book is uh, Psychology in the Light of the East, and it's uh, published by Roman and Littlefield, and the the publishing date was 30th of January, 2017. So Congratulations. It's, it's brand new. Thank you. Thank you. And so that what happened is about 12 years ago, I had a A period where I just had insights about all of the things we're talking about Mm. and they were coming through fast and furious and I couldn't keep uh, a notebook enough and they were coming sometimes in the middle of the night so I recorded all of them and then sort of after about two months it, it just came to an abrupt stop and I felt like it was complete like I'd given birth to something and I transcribed it all and then I said, "Oh my God, what a mess!" You know, maybe I should have written an outline. So it took uh, a long time and um, many summer holidays, uh, just sitting there trying to put the pieces together. And um, finally, it, you know, finally, two days ago, it arrived on my doorstep. So, <laughs> um, and it covers all of the things I'm talking about. It goes back 30,000 years to the early early shamanistic beliefs and animistic and the you know the early psycho spiritual belief modalities and and healing modalities and all the way to today in east and west and then looking forward where do we go and how do we make something greater something that can you know, make us whole, and um, also be have an impact on our society. Because as we become whole, as we spoke about earlier, we we engage in the world differently.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I start by the uh, you know a journey of the whole history, and then I start. I look at my thirty year, thirty one years of of uh, research and also um, spiritual practice and but practice as a psychotherapist and, and um, there's a lot of vignettes that make it uh, more lively and engaging. And then my, my vision theoretically, practically, and then looking at also techniques, the different, the many, many techniques that I've explored and how they can be fit into a holistic model. So it's, it's a little different than integrative, like pulling one. It's um, because it's you're looking at consciousness as multidimensional. So it's it's a little more complex than integrative, but it, um, some, it could look like integrative or eclectic.
0: Yeah. Can you explain what that means, looking at consciousness as multidimensional?
1: Yeah. So we have our normal waking awareness and uh, that and then we have we have these moments you might have a moment when you're sitting on the beach and you've you're just completely relaxed or you know early in the morning during your meditation where you see a bigger picture and then sometimes maybe even deeper moments where you you know you 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 grasp like spiritual experiences or you know deep deep insights or cathartic healing moments where you understand that everything is in its place. And no matter how it looks on a day-to-day basis, there's something greater going on. So these are expanded states of, of consciousness. So working from ordinary consciousness, we're using the intellect and to some extent, uh, some intuition and lots of experience, so intellectual experience and analysis and, you know, all of our knowledge bank. And from a multidimensional, there's intuition and, and deep insights that come from a, a deeper place. It again. It brings the cohesiveness to to the whole. It pulls all the parts together.
0: Wow. So yeah. it sounds like this book is intended for professionals. Is that right?
1: So it's written in such a way. Actually, there there's a there's a thread throughout the whole book. That's the story of my quest for truth, from my 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 childhood ponderings and wanderings to you know to the all the research in psychology and then the research in spirituality and my, you know, all the experiences and then my clients. And so it's told in such a way that it's accessible to really anyone interested in in learning about psycho-spiritual development and their, their own development and then how to become a holistic helper. So again, it's going to be psychology students and psychology practitioners, but it's accessible to anyone interested in, you know, these kinds of things. East West thought, yoga psychology, yoga philosophy, this kind of thing. So I'll be using it to teach my some of the courses that I teach at um, at Antioch University. Integral Psychology East and West and um, healing for the um, sorry spirituality for the helping professions. So it's just it's a a big window, a big picture of the whole field of psychology from a psycho spiritual perspective. Sounds wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was an adventure to write it. It was wonderful. Yeah.
0: So can um, therapists who might be listening and want to integrate more of this type of psycho-spiritual work into their practices, use techniques that are in the book to begin to incorporate that? Or is it? do you have to have more in-depth, specialized training in, in those areas?
1: Um, some of the things I, uh, talk about that, uh, that, that I practice, you could, it's, I, you can sort of read about it and it's pretty straightforward, but, um, I wouldn't say that it's a, a book that teaches techniques. Okay. It's, it more gives insights into possible ways and possible tech ways to, um, adapt the techniques we're using. So they become more holistic, more psycho-spiritual and also, um, techniques that are particularly uh, psycho spiritual in nature and and that um that then you can pursue training it's like mindfulness and uh and past life regression therapy and stuff like that
0: thank you for clarifying that and that mm-hmm. so it sounds like if someone already has some experience in those areas and you know they can think about it in a possibly a different way from reading your book and and change how they use those practices but if they If they don't have the, you know, I know I'm not going to try to do past life regression with anyone because I do not know how to do that at all. And I know that would be very unsafe. But but since you've mentioned past life regression a couple of times, can I ask you to explain a little bit more about what that is? I think that's mysterious to people is to me. Yeah.
1: So. It, uh, many, since many years, I've had uh, clients who spontaneously have past life recall in their sessions. You know, you t- you you ask them um, to 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 sort of journey back into the the root of um, an issue or a, an area of suffering, and um, all of a sudden they're describing a scene in ancient Greece, or and you know it's not of today. And I had uh, read. Brian Weiss's books many years ago and so I knew how to walk them through it and um, just like I I would um, walk a client through um, a pain uh, that they're experiencing today and then you know how it eases up and you start to integrate and um, make peace with it and um, release it and move on you can do that also with um, past life issues that come up. And so um, then I trained with Brian Weiss and and that, that made it more formalized and I got certification. And it's, it's not about like who I was and um, what I did in a past life. It's about finding the traces of things like anxiety or depression or fear of relationships or like, you know, all those sort of hardened and lifelong issues that, that might niggle us as even as we come into our adult lives and walking into the, the source, the very moment when something happened and we got imprinted with that and freeing that up. So, so in India, we would say it's about identifying and liberating the samskaras or the traces of old memories that, that are holding us back.
0: Mm, That's very interesting to me.
1: It's, powerful. And and then, you know, whether or not we believe in past lives and whether or not they're real, what matters is people are touching the roots of their issues that they may not have been able to reach through other techniques and um, and liberating the, the core and, and moving on. So that's, that's what really matters is that, um, you know, can't, how does it help?
0: Hmm. I like that. So it doesn't even matter if you believe in past lives, you can release whatever that is that's holding you back, whatever you want to call it through that technique.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: It's been a, a really fabulous addition to my toolbox. I call it my toolbox.
0: <laughs> well, your toolbox sounds like it's got some extensive experience and many wonderful practices in it. I'm so glad that we are talking.
1: Thank you, Laura. That's sweet.
0: So um, can you tell our listeners more about how you practice? Because you're in India, and Mm -hmm. you also do work in the United States. And I understand you're kind of in a lot of places. So why don't you let them know about that in case people are listening, and they're like, how do I get in touch with Margo? I want to work with her.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I began uh, practicing on Skype about three, four years ago. And on my website, there's a way to contact me and book an appointment. And it was a nice transition after being being really tied down to a, a home office uh, for 15 years at that point. And I, I just kind of You know, told all my clients I'm going to be relocating and um, I'm available uh, on Skype. And so um, it's wonderful because even some of my clients in Mumbai, they can um, see me on on Skype and uh, avoid the traffic or, you know, and some people it suits their personalities better um, also to to be in the space of their own home or their office and other people want to you want to see in person. Um, it just depends so my I have clients all over the world, and um, wherever I am in the world because I travel a lot, I can you know sit down and, and meet my clients on skype so it's um it's uh really freeing it's a, a wonderful way of practicing and the only thing I don't do on skype uh, with unless i've done it if i've done breath work with people before on skype then uh, i mean in person then I will, but otherwise i don't um I won't just launch into some of the deeper techniques like breathwork um, on Skype. Otherwise, all the techniques work. And it's, um, I find it very deep and, and it's very, very effective.
0: And are there any limitations to where the people are that you can work with through Skype? Like you can work with people from the U.S. on Skype?
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of my clients are in the U.S., and then I come to the U.S. and see my wherever I am in the world. I make sure to you know, I, I send out a calendar link and everybody books sessions in person. So I've, I've managed to meet every single client at least a few times in person, because sometimes people contact me off the Web and I might work with them for a year. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Let's you know, let's meet. And so it, it works out great. So mostly US, um, but all over Asia, all over Europe and and India as well. So I have clients in remote places. And as long as there's internet, um, it works.
0: Great. So Yeah. And I noted on your website that you offer your services not only in English, but in French.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I lived in France for twenty-one years, so it's my second language. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what it might look like is an initial sort of getting to know you. And then you, you know, just like any, um, any first session, you try to deeply understand the client and um, what their needs are and their request. And then you, you know, you you both take some time to think, does it feel right? And, Um, can I help this person and does this person want to choose me as a therapist and then you uh, you dive in and you meet um, mostly weekly at at first just like any um, any psychotherapy practice and every session is going to be completely different sometimes it's going to look like counseling or coaching and other times it's going to look like you know a a, a deeply emotional or um, even um, spiritual uh, experience so it's Um, Everybody has the experience they need when they need it. It's not a one-size-fits-all like I don't think any of us have. It's really about holding a space and then bringing out the appropriate tools to help address the core of the issues at the level of consciousness at which they are found. So I'm I'm not going to try to um, work behaviorally if I feel like there's, you know, uh, the client has a, a deep emotional disturbance. We're going to go. We're going to go delve into the emotions safely and gently, at their at their speed, and you know, smooth out things at the level we need to.
0: Hmm. I like the way you work. It's so. It's it is kind of different from the, you know, typical. Well, certainly the the medical model paradigm that so many of us originally learned. Here in the U.S., sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that we all, yeah, that we all learn really, and then we start to feel like I want to push the walls out, and we start to explore and read, and um, it's yeah, but but it's good to have the classical foundation, you know some kind of structure, like you know, a degree and everything um, that from which we can expand. So, but we use it as a foundation, not as a, a be all and end all.
0: Yeah, it's not These the days end. I find
1: yeah, more of us are um, expanding out, and you know, exp- whatever might be, you know, if it's sometimes it might be someone might have an inkling for art therapy or for um, various, uh, you know, massage or or physical healing techniques or whatever it is. But we integrate as we go along, and we build our own, you know, style, our own way of working according to our worldview, our mindset, and our possibilities. So it's, uh, it's I love our line of work because. You never stop learning and you never stop growing.
0: That's right. You, you hope yeah. not, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so it's a beautiful gift to be able to do our work. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Well, Margot, how can people find you? Can you share your website so that people can look you up and get in touch if they are interested in your work more?
1: Yeah, sure. So on my website is Margot, M-A-R-G-O-T Borden, B O R D E N dot com. And on the site, you can find out about that book, and then my the, the first book also that I co-authored and, um, in 2010, and all you know my travel schedule and the whole thing. You can book appointments, and I have a blog and a vlog, and you know all the all the goodies are there. So
0: wonderful! Well, thank you so much for being on therapy chat today. I can't wait for everyone to hear this this interview and be inspired and go check out your book. I'm I'm definitely going to get it and put some time into
1: reading. Thank you, Laura. It was really it was delightful to share with you, and um, it, it I feel like it was exciting to just speak with you know with. With someone who shares the same interests and we can just kind of sort of bring it out into the world and see where it goes yeah
0: Ah thank you. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Margot Borden. For me, it was very thought-provoking. The experience of feeling connected within that we were talking about in last week's episode number 89 with Lisa Ference is extremely powerful medicine. Getting out of your head and into your whole mind-body-spirit connection is, it's an indescribable experience. I'm going to devour her book so I can learn more about helping my clients make that soul connection in therapy. I hope you found something in this episode that you will take away, whether it's for your own personal growth, or if you're a therapist. I'm grateful for Margot being my guest today, and I'm very grateful to you for listening. Thank you so much for supporting Therapy Chat. And I would love to receive feedback from you. If you want to go to my website, therapychatpodcast.com, you can leave me a message. Just push on the green button that says speak pipe and give me some feedback. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, I'm grateful for every time someone reaches out. It's good to know people are listening. And if you are a dedicated listener, you may want to download the Therapy Chat app from the iTunes store. It's only available on iTunes for now, but depending on demand, we may add an Android option in the future. But if you get the Therapy Chat app, you can have all the episodes together in one place. You can easily share them. You don't have to scroll through your podcast app to find an older episode of Therapy Chat that you wanted to go back and listen to or share with someone. They're all together in one place. It's very convenient for the Therapy Chat fan. So that's it for now. Take care. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Regan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.